pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And yes, that is rain that you're hearing on the rooftop. Good morning, San Antonio. Treyware 550 KTSA FM 1071. The Treyware page at KTSA.com. And we've had rain in the area all night long. We got a low, and it's going counterclockwise, and it's pulling moisture in off the Gulf of Mexico. Yesterday's high, only 88 degrees. That is the coolest it's been since May 25th. Well, good morning. Let's dive into the headlines. Let's talk about the news this morning. Anywhere in here that you want to be a part of it, feel free at 210-599-5555. Going through the headlines this morning. Well, here we are a week later after the raid and still no word from officials about what Trump did to deserve the raid. They've made no official comment, no official press conference, and they've answered zero questions from the media or humans in the United States about why the raid was absolutely necessary. And we have a lot of questions about why the raid was necessary the way it came off, and we're going to get into that. Now we're learning the FBI seized boxes that contain records covered by attorney-client privilege and potentially executive privilege during the raid. According to Fox News, the Justice Department opposed Trump lawyers' request for the appointment of an independent special master to look at the records. And legal scholar Jonathan Turley, writing the request for the appointment of this special master, is a reasonable request. It's not asking too much. The request for a special master would seem reasonable, said Turley, particularly given the sweeping language used in the warrant. It is hard to see what material could not be gathered under this warrant. Apparently, the warrant that was released late on Friday showed that they could basically go in and take anything they wanted to take. So that's what you call a fishing expedition. Were they What specifically were they looking for? Apparently nothing. Apparently they were just fishing around. Trump is calling for those seized documents to be returned to Mar-a-Lago. Here is his tweet from, well, he's not on Twitter, but his social media site, Truth Social. Oh, great. It's just been learned that the FBI, in its now famous raid of Mar-a-Lago, took boxes of privileged attorney-client material and also executive privilege material, which they knowingly should not have taken. My copy of this truth, I respectfully request that these documents be immediately returned to the location from which they were taken. Thank you. Well, no word from the FBI or the Department of Justice about this. We are finding out also that the president, former President Trump, got a message to Merrick Garland before Merrick Garland gave his press conference on Thursday. It wasn't a press conference. He just made a really wimpy, weak statement. But apparently, Trump sent a private message to Merrick Garland asking what he could do to help bring down the political tensions in America that were brought to a boiling point one week ago today. The New York Times reporting, that the message that Donald Trump wanted to pass on to Merrick Garland was, the country is on fire, what can I, meaning Trump, what can I do to reduce the heat? So he was showing a willingness to do something and no response from Merrick Garland, the FBI, the Department of Justice, or anybody officially from the government. Meanwhile, over the weekend, Republicans are pushing to see the actual affidavit that justified the FBI raid, wondering what in the world... The president is accused of doing that would cause that kind of a raid to go on. The only way you're going to get that is from seeing the actual affidavit, not just the warrant itself. So the Justice Department's got to show that they were not on a fishing expedition and that they had due cause to go in and do what they did. Did they exhaust all of their means? And if they can't do that, then they're going to have a serious problem on their hands, and they already do. The Bipartisan Senate Intelligence Committee is asking the Justice Department and the Office of Director of National Intelligence for an assessment of potential risks to national security as a result of possible mishandling of these files that caused this uh, th- this raid. Basic questions. Basic questions. What took them so long? If Trump had these documents and these boxes for nearly two years that he has been out of office... Why did it take them that long? And why now? 
The president was a uh, former president. The, he was uh, negotiating and working with them, which is a process that every single president has gone through. After they leave, whatever they take, there's a negotiation process, a process of looking at the particular documents and so on that had been removed from the White House. It happens with every single president. In fact, we've told you, and there's been great reporting on this all over uh, New York Post and everywhere else, uh, that Obama took 30 million pages and said they were going to digitize them, and here we are six years later and they haven't digitized them yet. So this is a process that goes on all the time. Uh, Trump was cooperating. Uh, to the point, if these documents were a national security risk, why did they wait almost two years? They were there in June, and they knew those documents that they took were there. Why didn't they take them then? If it was such a huge national security risk that Trump had these documents that justified a raid, why didn't they take them in June? Instead, all they said was put a lock on that door, which seems like, okay, this is becoming a setup for the raid because it's, well, it's much more, uh, uh, you know, uh, drama-filled if they've got to cut a lock off of a door. Look, he locked these up so we couldn't get to them. Well, they actually told him to do it. So if they were there in June and they met with him and Donald Trump pointed to his attorneys, as his attorneys tell us he did, and said, give them whatever they need, then why did they tell his people to lock them up in a special room and then come back two months later? More than two months later. More than two months later. If you're talking about a national security risk at this level that justifies a raid like this, oh, we got to go get those documents, get them quick, quick. Well, then why did you wait? two years why did you wait an additional two and a half months when you had your hands on the documents why did you leave them there for an additional two and a half months and if the judge signed and we do know the judge signed the warrant on friday the 5th why did you wait the entire weekend and go on in on monday the 8th again if we're talking about a national security risk if trump's got documents that are a national security risk and you can't have those documents anymore then why did you wait almost two years? Why did you wait two and a half months after you had your hands on those documents and you told them to log them up? And then why did you wait an entire weekend? The judge signed the, the warrant on Friday. You didn't go in till Monday. Why? I mean, these are questions that Merrick Garland and Christopher Ray should be standing in front of a podium and answering those questions. But they refuse to do that. They have yet to say what Trump did. And now he's, you know, the media's doing it. Their, their lapdog media at MSNBC and this overnight guy on ABC, this R Richard Cantu guy that we've got, they're, they're just in glee over this thing happening to Donald Trump. But no one has explained yet, and no one has answered questions officially yet from the White House or from the Pentagon or from the Department of Justice or from the toilet. Nobody's answered any questions about what Donald Trump supposedly did that forced them to go in and do this raid. There's all kinds of speculation out there. Tune in to MSNBC or CNN. They're all speculating that he's going to be in an orange jump shoot and going away for 10 years. That was all over this weekend, the Espionage Act, which, by the way, the Espionage Act is a joke. The Espionage Act was put into place in World War I for those who were draft uh, objectors. Woodrow Wilson got us involved in World War I, clearly, and we can debate this all day long, but clearly a war that was none of our business, got us in there because he said, I will end all future wars. It's the war to end all wars, right? And you could not, in the free-loving America, the First Amendment America, under Woodrow Wilson, you couldn't object to the war, and you couldn't object to his draft. And, and that's what the Espionage Act did. If you objected to it, handing out leaflets and stuff like that, you were uh, prosecuted under the Espionage Act. So uh, that, the Espionage Act is a, is a total joke in and of itself. But over the weekend, all of them talking about the Espionage Act in 10 years, Trump's going away for 10 years, and it's almost, you know, they're giddy about it. They're just absolutely giddy on MSNBC and CNN and all those other channels. And now we wake up this morning to a warning from the FBI that there could be a serious situation that is developing because of this. Well, let's talk about Joe Biden real quick and this situation. His consuming hatred for the former guy, he won't even say Trump's name, 
the former guy, the previous guy, the former guy. It makes no secret that he despises Trump, and he despises Trump's 75 million voters. Now, if Joe Biden had really come in and been the unifying president that he promised that he would be, and he showed a little grace and victory, maybe commended Trump for Operation Warp Speed, that got the vaccine out, not spitefully unwound all of his policies, like, you know, we're, we're opening up the border, so on, and then not calling half the country white supremacists and domestic terrorists in his inaugural speech, as he did, if he didn't sick the FBI onto parents at school board meetings, had he not weaponized the federal government's security apparatus against his political enemies, had he not supersized the IRS, which they're doing right now to go after the little guy, had he not tanked the economy and lied about absolutely everything, had he punished BLM for burning half the country that summer, if he didn't open the borders, and if he didn't light the inflation fire, he might have been able to lower the temperature. He could have set a more generous spirited tone that's befitting, befitting of, a, of a generous and unifying president. He said he would be. In fact, a statesman who has America's best interests at heart would have called Merrick Garland and said, how can I lower the temperature? That's what Trump did. He could have cautioned against the FBI raid at Mar-a-Lago, at least called for calm when it did happen. If only Joe Biden had been the empathetic moderate that he pretended to be, but of course he's not. It's not Trump that's radicalizing these people. Trump hadn't said anything to radicalize anybody. It's Joe Biden and his politicized Department of Justice and the FBI. They've broken every norm by sending 30 FBI agents into the home of a former president to search his house, ransacked his wife's closet, and gave absolutely, to this point, we're seven days in, has yet to give any kind of reasonable explanation. We've had a flurry of leaks from the Department of Justice and the White House in an attempt to, in a post facto way, justify this. And we've seen this playbook before. We've had the Russian hoax. We've had two impeachments. We had the Steele dossier. We've had Carter Page. We have James Comey, Andrew McCabe, Stormy Daniels, Michael Cohen, Michael Avenatti, Adam Schiff, and on and on it goes. The same Obama administration officials who ran the Russian hoax are now in the White House, and they're running the DOJ, and they're up to their old tricks. What they did at Mar-a-Lago, they threw a match on a tinderbox. According to Terry Kirchie, former Department uh, and Deputy uh, Assistant Director of the FBI Counterterrorism Division, he said, this is going to spiral out of control. I think we're going to have a lot of trouble with people who are so upset. Turchi captured the Unabomber, retired from the FBI in April of 2001. He says his worst fear is a major terrorist attack on an American city. The FBI has taken its eye off the ball. They're focused on Trump and not on the terrorists that are coming across our southern border right now and flying in on airplanes from Afghanistan as refugees. With a combination of re-emergent alliances between Russia, China, Iran, and North Korea, with al-Qaeda spreading in Africa and roving bands of terrorists in Afghanistan, Turkey says, with a porous border where people can pour across, there could be a dirty nuclear bomb going off in an American city. Mm, that's what the FBI is warning about this morning. He says the FBI is unrecognizable since he joined in 1972. That's when he got into the FBI. The FBI, as I knew it, collapsed. Discipline has broken down, and they have become nothing more than a police agency for the Democrat Party. Real quick comment from Larry. Go ahead, Larry. You're on KTSA. Quickly. Yes, I seem to recall a certain president being impeached for calling, asking for an investigation into uh, his that's, that's right. son. Yes, he was. So it's time to impeach, I would say. Very good. Thank you, Larry. All right, 210-599-5555. Quick break. Coming right back. Trey Ware, KTSA. Hey. All right, it's 526 now, KTSA. It is Monday. It's the 15th, and off we go for another week. And kids going back to school. Alabama Heights kids going back today. East Central kids going back today. 
if your kid is uh, one of those that's going back, uh, I wish them a, a fantastic year. Well, on Friday, the Democrats passed their tax and spend legislation, uh, the biggest tax increase that's going to hit uh, middle America. And you and me, uh, those of us who stare at red brake light, brake lights every day, uh, going to hit us really hard um, right in the middle part of the country. Middle-income folks, lower-middle-income folks, um, they're, they're raising $700 billion that they're going to take out of uh, you and me, and they're going to give $400 billion of the $700 billion to their green weirdos. And, of course, it's political paybacks. Uh, and then they're going to spend some other money, uh, you know, the remaining 200 and some odd billion dollars uh, pa- passing that, spreading that around, too. Uh, to make their donors and their people that to keep them going uh, real happy. So the other thing that this does, as you've heard over and over again, and this is probably the, the most destructive part of this, $80 billion strong army uh, from the IRS that is going to be coming after you and me and demanding we uh, pay more, and they'll be armed if we uh, if we decide we're not going to pay more. So uh, 87,000 new. Now, keep in mind, we're just a couple of months after Uvalde. Kids are going back to school now. Not a penny in any of this going to go to school safety resource. Not a bit of it. No, the armed agents will represent the IRS, the 87,000 more additional to what they already have, who will be targeting you and me to get more money out of us. They have to get more money out of us because how is he going to tax and spend? Democrats also over the weekend saying if they're reelected in uh, in November, they will pass another tax and spend uh, legislative uh, bill, and taxes will go up uh, by the end of the year if they're reelected in November. So say the Democrats over the weekend. So very interesting times that we're living in right now. Five twenty eight two ten five nine nine fifty five fifty five. Got a break for Captain Morgan and the news. Coming right back with the other headlines of the day and your phone calls as well. Trey Ware, KTSA. This is why is everybody head bobbing? Why are we all doing that? Yeah. Hey, will you be my Sharona? All right, so 536 now, KTSA, morning. Trey Ware here, and we've got the news headlines for you. Don's got all the news. James has got the sound, and there's Elaine right over there, 210-599-5555. Elaine keeps me in line and all the great stuff that you hear. So, meanwhile, with all this stuff going on with Mar-a-Lago, the FBI Department of Justice, we are one week later, still no official word from the Department of Justice or from the FBI or from anybody. As to what Donald Trump did to deserve this raid, how long will they be able to go without making a formal announcement? It, this is not some Joe Schmo off the street. This is the former president of the United States of America and the Department of Justice and the FBI. The longer they go, the more they are pouring fuel on this fire. They could have tamped it down, as I said, the early hours of this, as they were going through that. They could have had the microphone set up right outside of Mar-a-Lago, and they could have explained why they were doing what they were doing while they were doing it. But they have yet to do that. And we're now seven days, a full week later, and the only thing we have is a three-minute complete waste of time by Merrick Garland last Thursday. All he basically revealed on that was that he authorized it. He is the one who personally signed off on it. But there's so many questions concerning this that the only way we're going to have the answers to those questions is we've got to go directly to the affidavit to see exactly what the problem was and what the former president is accused of doing. Uh, Now, they're allowing MSNBC and CNN to create this narrative out there, the Washington Post and the New York Times. Those are mouthpieces for the Democrat Party. And they're creating the narrative as, as they always do. This is how the Democrats roll. We've seen this movie before. How about the, you know, Russian hoax? The whole collusion thing. You remember, that started with Michael Isakoff, Isakoff and Yahoo News. And he came back later and he apologized. He said, I'm so sorry, I never should have shop that around and then you had to take it to the next level james comey taking documents and handing them over to a professor so the professor at columbia could then take the documents to the paper so this is how they roll on the democrats they uh, they will create some sort of thing that makes you think something 
is, you know, some sort of vicious crime has been committed by Donald Trump, and it's always their 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 complete and total focus is on Donald Trump. Now, I've got some theories as to why that is. They feel that he's the only one that they can beat. They're looking. Remember what I've been telling you for the past couple of months. Everything from the abortion thing and everything that they have done in between, guns, abortion, and all that, they're trying to fire up their base. The Democrat base is not excited about coming turning out in November. The Republican base is fired up. They're chomping at the bit to get the polls in November. Democrats are not. One of the things that the Democrats figure will turn people out in the polls in November is if Donald Trump announces now. So could it be, is it possible that this was politically motivated and and came from the political forces high up in the Department of Justice? Is it possible? Because previous presidents have negotiated over these types of documents. Now we know they took privileged information, stuff that is only for Trump and his lawyer's eyes, and now Washington has it. And and when Trump's lawyers asked for a third party to review those documents, they said, no, we're not interested. Could it be that this is a political operation meant in some respects and some regard uh, to try to get him to announce 2024 now? To tick him off just enough where he announces now, then they can run against Donald Trump. Remember, they don't have anything. They don't have any candidates worth anything. They've got a base that could care less about supporting the people. They've been shopping around the presidency, for goodness sakes. (laughs) Joe Biden's only been the president for two years. The Democrats are shopping the presidency now. Who can replace him? Who can we get? And they're down around the AOC ranks. So could it be that they were doing this partly? I mean, there's a bunch of different parts to it, but partly to try to spur Donald Trump into announcing already 2024 so that they could run against Donald Trump in the midterms coming up in November. I think that's a that's a probability. I actually do. Knowing now that they seized private records, according to Fox News, from his Mar-a-Lago home. And the Justice Department is opposing somebody a third party an uninterested third third party coming in and looking at those documents and saying this needs to go back to mar-a-lago this needs to stay now there's so many questions that need to be answered and they're not they're not answering any questions the biggest question in my mind right now and i've got a bunch of them concerning this but the biggest one is what took you so long if this was a national security threat like msnbc and cnn and the washington post is saying Obviously, they're being told to say this. That was a national security threat. Trump broke the Espionage Act. Trump's going to go to prison for 10 years. They're all giddy about that. Giddy. If, in fact, there was a national security risk, you waited nearly two years, and then you were there in June, which meant you waited another two and a half months, and then, get this, when Judge Reinhardt signed this on August 5th, they, that was on a Friday. They didn't go in until the following Monday when all the news organizations would be up, ramped up. You know, people are tuned out on the weekends, right? They're not paying attention to the news on the weekends, right? But on Monday, first day of the week, everybody tunes back in. Everybody grabs back in. Everybody's, you know, attentive and paying attention to the news again. What's the news? What's the news? So they did the raid on a Monday instead of over the weekend so they'd have the fresh content available out there. Why, why would you wait And in fact, the warrant itself, which was signed on Friday, August the 5th, says you can conduct this anytime on or before August 19th. (laughs) Why would you give it that much time if you're talking about a national security risk? Now, Jonathan Turley, who plays things right down the middle, is saying that a request of appointment of a special master to look at this stuff, a, a disinterested third party to look at these documents is certainly a reasonable request, and it most certainly is a reasonable request, because what do they have that is Donald Trump's? And that's exactly the reason for this, is they wanted to find something they could use on January 6th, or they wanted to use on his taxes, or they wanted to use about something somewhere, and now they have attorney-client privilege material. Material that, you know, it's really against the law for anybody to hold that material if they know that it's client attorney-client privilege. But they have it. 
And they're the big guys in the government, so they can keep it. All right, 210-599-5555. Meanwhile, the invasion continues down south. Uh, we have a clear national security risk and threat there because people have been streaming across the border. We don't know who they are. We have no idea if any of them are terrorists. We do know that terrorists have come across. We don't know how many of them are terrorists that are trying to do our country harm. But instead of focusing on that and doing something about that, they're at Mar-a-Lago in Florida. Because the situation down at the southern border is not going to fire up their base. So, 700 illegal immigrants crossing in five hours at the border town of Eagle Pass yesterday. 700 which means over the weekend, how many thousands came across totally? That was five hours in one city, Eagle Pass, yesterday. Now you got more being sent to New York City yesterday. Another 30 were sent up there by Governor Greg Abbott to New York. These are young adult uh, illegal immigrants, got off the bus at 7 a.m. City Hall's head of immigration affairs, Manuel Castro, this is in New York, said Sunday that the latest bus full of asylum Seekers coming from Texas, part of a shameful political ploy. Well, why is it okay for them to be here but not there? Uh, former New York Governor David Patterson, a Democrat, says he's impressed by Abbott's political maneuvering. The governor of Texas has come up with one of the most brilliant political strategies I've ever heard of. Sometimes you got to tip your hat to the opponent, he said. It has put New York's mayor, Eric Adams, in the position where he can't say he won't accept the immigrants. In fact, that's so true, because he has been open borders all along. He's been a sanctuary city proponent all along. So he can't say, I don't want these people here, although that is basically what he's saying, and that he's, it's horrific and he's got to get rid of, of Greg Abbott, and he's going to send New Yorkers down here to, uh, you know, to walk the streets and bang on doors for Beto to try to beat Greg Abbott. Why? He's such a proponent of open borders. He's always been a proponent of of sanctuary city status, why in the world would he want to unseat this president? Why is this such a bad thing? Take the, take them in. You said you would. You said you wanted them. Take them in and enjoy them. All right, quick break. Back in just a minute. Trey Ware, KTSA. Ware appear courtesy of the Stevens Roofing Newsmaker Hotline. Good on these high school football players. Going to tell you about that story coming up. But first, I want to go to your phone calls at 210-599-5555. Happy Monday. It's the 15th. Uh, good morning, David. You're on. Yes, sir. To sum up in 30 seconds, when I was first promoted to corporal, my gunnery sergeant told me you could delegate authority but not responsibility. Until the people stand up and demand accountability, reminding these elected officials they are public servants yep. and not aristocrats in the House of Lords, we will continue to have these scandals. Totally agree with you, David. 100%. And uh, that's why I'm calling for these these folks to stand behind that podium and answer questions from the American media, although I don't have any faith and trust in that institution either. There is one guy up there that asks the, the tough questions, Peter Ducey from Fox News, and I want them to face him and the rest of America and answer the questions. It's a very simple thing to do. This is unprecedented. This is not some Joe Schmo like me off the street. They didn't do this to you. They didn't do it to me. They did it to a former president of the United States. They grabbed documents that were his between him and his attorney, according to Fox News this weekend. And then his lawyers uh, showed, in June, showed these guys where the documents were. And those guys, they left the classified material after the visit. They signed a, a written statement saying that all the classified information had been returned. After the meeting, they were told to put a lock on that door, which they did. They put a lock on the door, and that was two and a half months before the raid happened. So if this stuff is so uh, inflammatory or so dangerous, if it's out there, and again, every president, every president goes through this because there's stuff that leaves with, with those presidents and are taken out of there, and every president goes through this. And by the way, Trump said all of that stuff had been declassified before it left the White House. But regardless of that, we're going to fight over that too. That's going to be the next fight, is whether or not it was classified. But regardless of that, if this stuff was so incendiary that it was going to cause a national security risk, then why wait Almost two years since the man left office. Why wait another two and a half uh, months? Why wait a weekend after the warrant had been signed by the judge? Why wait five minutes? You're talking about a national security risk. 
You're talking about going in there right now. We've got to get it out of there right now. Well, the fact of the matter is it looks like it's politically motivated, and the reason that they waited for so long was politically motivated. I think another thing they wanted us to do, too, I mean, th- this is multifaceted. you got to think like they think, okay? They're political vultures is what they are. And they don't care who, who lives or dies in the political war as long as they hang on to power. That's your, that's your modern Democrat Party. They are the biggest threat to the United States of America. And I think another thing they wanted us to do is to be talking about this and not the one-year anniversary, which today is, of that horrific withdrawal from Afghanistan. And we have a brand new report out, Afghanistan Chaos. Report reveals new details of disastrous withdrawal one year ago today. Where the First Lady's office, the First Lady's office was calling around looking for help to get people out of Afghanistan when her husband blew it so badly. So did the Vice President. There was a complete lack and failure to plan. According to Michael McCall, telling uh, CBS's Face the Nation yesterday, there were so many mistakes in this. He's, uh, he's from the House Foreign Affairs Committee, and they have put together their report on what happened in Afghanistan a year ago. One year ago today. With stark new findings, Mr. McCall's team said the chaos was even worse than the way it appeared then. And you remember with Afghan people falling off of airplanes, our airplanes, as we were leaving Afghanistan, people were clutching to the outside of the airplane and falling as it left the ground. The evacuation started late. They miscalculated it many turns. They abandoned tens of thousands, not 100, tens of thousands of allies that should have been saved and brought out tens of thousands of others that we don't even know. We have no idea. About 90,000 have been brought into the United States so far. We don't know if they're terrorists, how many of them are terrorists. We don't know if they're criminals, how many are criminals. We don't know anything about these folks that we brought in here and scattered all. We didn't bring them. Joe Biden brought in here and scattered all across the country. And they allowed, they allowed the August 26th suicide bomb attack that killed 13 American troops, according to this report. They allowed it. And then, because they had to do a diversionary tactic after that happened, they struck a man with a, they, they sent a bomb from a drone to strike a man who was driving his car, taking water to his house with his children, killing him and his children as they were trying to divert from this. So, yes, part of this Mar-a-Lago thing, also, they don't want you thinking about the border and that just disaster that's going on there. They don't want you thinking about what happened a year ago. They want you thinking about Donald Trump, orange man, bad. That's what they want you to do. All right, we'll take a quick break. We'll come back on the other side. More of the headlines and more of your phone calls coming up as well. Trey Ware, KTSA. In the morning. Now on FM 1071. Back to school time. Mm, Alamo Heights and uh, East Central going back today. Other schools going back as well. May it be a good one for your kiddo if they're going back. We are one week into the Mar-a-Lago raid of Donald Trump's residence down there. One week later, and still no official word or press conference answering questions from the media, from officials about what Donald Trump is accused of doing. Now, they've been, they've been using their acolytes in the media over at the Washington Post, New York Times, MSNBC, CNN, ABC, and others to put out this whole narrative that he, oh, he violated the Espionage Act. He's gone away for 10 years. They... they Man, they are excited about that. They love that. This guy that does our overnights with ABC, this Richard Cantu guy, oh, boy, Donald Trump, 10 years. ah." And the whole thing over the weekend was just like that. They were were fired up all weekend long. They violated the espionage act. Well, no, DOJ hasn't said that. FBI hasn't said that. They haven't said anything, right, officially. They're putting it out through their through their media. This is how they do it. Remember, we've seen this movie before. Russian collusion started with Isakov and Yahoo News and that whole thing. And then it just grew from there. Because if the guy on the television is saying it, then it's got to be true. It's got to be a violation of the Espionage Act. Just so you know a little history about the Espionage Act, it's a farce. The Espionage Act came about in World War I. A little history lesson here. World War I, Woodrow Wilson was conscripting guys to fight in a war to end all wars, a war that was none of our business, but a war to end all wars because he thought he was going to be the guy that was going to end world wars forever. Instead, he started the first and the second one, or he got involved in the first and started the second one. 
But bottom line is they put the Espionage Act in place for anybody who uh, spoke out even in a free speech country, spoke out against conscription and spoke out against the war itself. It's uh, uh, outdated, outmoded. uh, It should not exist. But that's what they're using. That's what they're hanging on Donald Trump right now. That's why they went in and they seized privileged Trump records during the raid. They went in and got his information, apparently, according to Fox News, that falls under executive privilege and under attorney-client privilege, stuff they should not have. And uh, Trump's lawyers have asked for an independent special master to review those records. And so far, the Department of Justice is refusing an independent master to look at those records. Donald Trump is calling for those to be returned. In a post he put on Truth Social, he said, oh, great. Just learn, learn that the FBI's now famous raid of Mar-a-Lago took boxes of privileged attorney-client material, also executive privileged material, which they knowingly should not have taken. By copy of this truth, I respectfully request that these documents be immediately returned to the location from which they were taken. Thank you. So we wake up this morning to the FBI telling us that there's now threats against the FBI and against the Department of Justice. And blaming Donald Trump and Trump supporters for those threats. Now, we're going to talk about that. We're going to get into that here in just a little while. But I want to take your calls. 210-599-5555. You can sound off on this or any of the other stories we're talking about. And Keith, you're on KTSA with Trey. Happy Monday, man. Morning, Trey. Yeah, the reason why the DOJ and the FBI haven't held, held their press conference and been able to take questions yet is because they're still looking for the reason why they raided yeah, I, I, I would suggest, I would submit that, yeah, they're, they're scouring those boxes looking for something, right? Yes. And uh, so what they're doing, and, and I'm not the first one that's bringing this up. It's, it was up all weekend. Uh, they're actually looking for a crime. And a reason. And a reason. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, they're looking for something that they can hang on Donald Trump. Uh, otherwise, they would have been there to announce it in the early hours. And that way they wouldn't have lit the tinderbox that they claim is now a, a huge concern of theirs. Keith, thanks. Appreciate your call this morning. Hey, Charlie, you're on KTSA with Trey. Good morning, sir. Hey, Trey, this is Charles. Yes, sir. Hey, I'm calling. Uh, there's something that's also kind of interesting that they could use on the affidavit. Remember in June when they were there and they suggested putting a second lock on that door? Yes, sir. Okay, so Secret Service said they'd put it on there. Right. Uh, and they, it, and uh, FBI never went back and verified Right. Well, part of part of having classified information is you have to properly store it. Mm-hmm. That's something they could throw in the affidavit saying that they are not properly securing their classified information. Uh, they could. I don't know that that would hold that much water, you know, because they had it locked up anyway, and you know it was Secret Service agents, and that's a secure area, and not any Tom, Dick, or Harry could walk in there and see any of that yeah. information. So, I mean, it was secure before they even put the lock on the door. You're right. I mean, I'm not arguing with you. I'm telling you, you're right that they're they're going to try to drudge up whatever they can uh, to yeah, throw it. Expedition. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. I mean, it's very clear because the, the, the warrant itself, and thank you, Charles, I appreciate your call. The, the warrant itself was open-ended. They, they could go all over and they did. They went into Melania's, uh, you know, bathroom and everywhere else looking for whatever they could find that they could use against Donald Trump. This is clearly a fishing expedition they wanted to use against him. But today we wake up to the news that the FBI is very concerned about threats that are being made against the FBI, the Department of Justice, against individual agents, and so on which I denounce all threats of violence against anyone. This is Violence is not how you handle this. You handle it at the polls in November. You turn out. You make sure that the, the red wave, if you want to call it that, how many times have you heard me say this, is so overwhelming in November that they can't cheat it. You just make sure you turn out and all of your friends turn out, anybody who cares about America, and I encourage you moderate Democrats who care about America and living in a free republic, you vote Democrats out. I know. That goes against everything that's that's ingrained inside of you, but you've got to get these guys out because we see what they're doing and the way that they're handling this, this country. Violence is not the answer to this. What is the answer is November and the vote being so overwhelming that a clear message is sent and there's no way they could overturn it. That's what we have to do. We have to stay focused and remember in November. That's what we have to do. But I will say this. Donald Trump is not lighting a match. He didn't light the tinderbox. 
Donald Trump went to Mar-a-Lago. Donald Trump, for about two years now, has been playing golf. The guy who lit this match is Joe Biden. Joe Biden has been calling. Well, he won't even say Donald Trump's name. He just says the previous guy. <sighs> he won't give him credit for Operation Warp Speed. He undid all of Trump's policies. He got rid of our national freedom, which was our oil business, and got us on to uh, you know, Saudi oil once again. And they're making billions of dollars of profit. I got that story coming up over in Saudi Arabia and the other countries that we're buying oil from now that we could be paying ourselves. $88 billion the Saudis made in this quarter in oil sales. We could be paying ourselves that. We could be buying it from ourselves out of our own ground. So Joe did that. Joe called half the country white supremacists. You remember? 75 million people are white supremacists. That was in his inauguration speech. While he was saying, I'm going to be a unifier, he's calling you a white supremacist. He sicked the FBI on parents at school board meetings and called them domestic terrorists. He opened up the border. He lit the inflation fire. You're paying tons of money for gasoline now and everything that you consume. He weaponized the DOJ to go after Trump a week ago. A year ago, he got 13 killed in Afghanistan in that horrible pullout. He forced people to leave their careers for refusing to take a vax that's not really a vax. No, Donald Trump is the one who called Merrick Garland or had one of his representatives call Merrick Garland last week and asked Merrick Garland, is there any, anything I can do to lower the temperature here? You guys, you've lit a fire here. What can I do to bring the temperature down? No, Donald Trump is playing it cool. It's Joe Biden and the radicals who are from the Obama administration, whether it's Susan Rice or Valerie Jarrett or all of them that are running this government right now with Ron Klain, they're the ones that lit the fire. And folks, we don't need to return fire. What we need to do is turn out in November and vote them out overwhelmingly. James, you're on KTSA. Go right ahead. Good morning. Yeah, I wish the, uh, the administration would take this is critical. The, the information about the FBI agents, as they, they should have for the Supreme Court justices on their addresses given out. Yeah. They basically didn't say anything about it. And and basically calling the, uh, the, the parents showing up to uh, school board meetings terrorists. Right. I wish he would have taken half that consideration. Right. No, that's a, that's a million percent right, James. And thank you for the call. That added to lighting this tinderbox up. When they didn't protect the Supreme Court justices like they were supposed to, they're supposed to arrest anybody outside of those homes. And they didn't do that. And, of course, as you mentioned, I mentioned it earlier, uh, parents that were showing up at school board meetings, calm, under control, they were called domestic terrorists. Now, they've had the inflammatory language. They've had the inflammatory actions on their side. Republicans been playing a coup. Patriots been playing a coup. And I hope they remain cool. Because that's the only way. You don't, you don't beat these guys by lowering yourself to their level. You beat them by making sure that everybody that you know votes in November and gets rid of them. You put them all in the food, bre- in the food bread line by taking their job away from them in November. That's what you do. All right, a quick break. 210-599-5555, 210-599-5555. Well, there's always a lot going on at Blue Bonnet Chrysler Dodge Ram in New Braunfels. This is my favorite place. For truck dealerships, the number one volume sales Ram truck dealer in Tejas year after year after year. And what that means is Blue Bonnet gets all the, the, the pickings from the factory, right? So they've got what you're looking for. It's the biggest sales month of the year during August. It's the Make This the Summer sales event right now at Blue Bonnet Chrysler Dodge Ram in New Braunfels. You can choose from over 500 vehicles in stock. And they got more arriving all the time. So if you don't find exactly what you're looking for on the lot, well, you can reserve one that's coming, or you can custom order and no additional charge for custom ordering to your exact specs. No matter which way you choose, you're going to get special summer event savings right now at Blue Bonnet Chrysler Dodge Ram in New Braunfels. Low posted prices, and you get wonderful free oil changes for a year and car washes, too with your brand-new car or truck purchase at Blue Bonnet Chrysler Dodge Ram up in New Braunfels. Open till 10 o'clock, 10 p.m. every Friday and Saturday in August, so you can shop in person or you can shop online or by phone, whatever works for you. 
Blue Bonnet, Chrysler, Dodge, Ram in New Braunfels, where price is the difference. AccuWeather forecast, we got some showers in the area this morning. That's good news, isn't it? Now, it's going to start to taper off early afternoon, later on today, and we should see a high around 90. Our high yesterday was 88, which is the coolest high since May 25th. At about 96 for the high tomorrow, partly cloudy skies. 73 right now, KTSA. Yeah. This is the one that did it. Blew the speaker out on the motorcycle. This one. Yesterday. All I hear is paper rattling. Oh, come on, baby. Do that, fool. I got a buy new speaker. 623 KTSA, morning San Antonio. Trey Ware here. There's James. They're right over there is Don. Right over there is Elaine. And we got you covered in the news department this morning. Wearing Rima up at 7 o'clock this morning. Well, the Democrats passed their tax and spend bill on Friday. Aren't you so happy that now they're going to spend 700 billion new spending? 700 billion in new spending. On top of everything else they're spending money on. Tell me that's not going to fire up inflation. They're going to inject 700 billion in new spending into the economy. Of course inflation's going to go up. 400 billion going to the green new steel. Why? Cuz they got to kiss the fannies of those who put them in office. So they've got to turn around and do that. they got to go, oh, yeah, baby, I'm going to grease the old palm. Remember, we have November coming up. Make sure you show up. Here's a little cash for you. And $80 billion for an 87000 additional IRS army. And, of course, yesterday on ABC, you had uh, Karine Jean-Pierre on there speaking on behalf of the president. And ABC News anchor Jonathan Carl asked her, hey, isn't this a little Orwellian that you're saying this is not going to add to inflation when, in fact, the CBO, the Congressional Budget Office, which is nonpartisan and you guys back it on the Democrat side, they said it is going to add to inflation. It's not, you know, it's got to you know, just a little bit of a spike in inflation. So isn't it Orwellian to say that it's not going to have an effect on inflation? And she said, we've actually addressed this with the CBO. <laughs> yeah, I bet they have. I bet they called the CBO and said, you guys better get in line with us. You better, you're, you're, you're out of line. You want the FBI knocking on your door? You, you want to be branded a domestic terrorist? You better get in line. Uh, speaking of Green New Steel, Leonardo DiCaprio, he's one of those Green New Steel guys. Turns out, according to Fox News Digital, that he has been funding through dark channels on the web. Do you know what those are, those dark websites, dark money groups? Um, basically, if you're not familiar with it, uh, they exist on the Internet below the surface, so nobody really knows much about them, right? So dark money has moved around there when you don't want to be discovered as being somebody involved in, uh, in funding a project. Soros and those guys do it all the time. So in an effort to sue oil companies with nuisance lawsuits. Do you know what a nuisance lawsuit is? We all know that, right? That's where they just hang paper and they get these guys to sue over nothing. And what they do is they end up writing a big check to have them just go away. Just go away. Here's a big check. Go away. Leave us alone. So in an effort to sue oil companies over alleged climate change deception on behalf of state and local governments, according to the emails that have come out from the GAO and shared with Fox News Digital, Leonardo DiCaprio has been funding a lot of these lawsuits through dark money uh, websites. Really? Why hide, Leo? I mean, why do you want to be kept anonymous? Why do you want to be kept at arm's length? Is it, is it that you can't justify your hypocrisy of riding around in a carbon-spewing jet privately and alone many, many times? Because he doesn't like to be around a lot of people. So, he, you know, by himself, he'll ride in his jet, his own jet, while funding the attorneys that are suing the oil companies for providing that fuel that he's burning in his private jet all by himself. Of course he wants to remain anonymous. He don't want anybody to know that he's funding the lawsuits against the very oil companies he depends on to get from here to there. He may take a girlfriend or two every once in a while, but that's about it. By the way, speaking of oil, high oil prices are helping the Saudi Aramco earn $88 billion. Their profits jumped 90% in the second quarter. Compared to the same time last year, 
$88 billion in profit going to Aramco. ExxonMobil, an unprecedented $18 billion in profit. Chevron made $12 billion in profit. The UK's Shell shattered its own profit record. Now, I want to point out just two quick things. Number one, a lot of this is money that we could have made ourselves because it's just stupid that we're buying, yeah, I said stupid, that we're buying oil from other countries when we are rich in it ourselves. We could be pulling it out of our own ground and paying ourselves, and we could be selling to the Saudis. We could be selling to the Germans. We could be selling to the Italians. And we could be making this money. But no, 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 no. That won't satisfy, satisfy the people who paid for Joe Biden's presidency. So we've shut ours down by a large degree, and now we're dependent once again on countries that really don't like us very much. What they like is our oil money, and when that runs out, they're happy to let us die. The other thing, too, and I guess, Elaine, we need to do some research into this. How much stock in these companies does Paul Pelosi and Hunter Biden own? Just a curious uh, question. 210-599-5555. Well, I mean, I, you, hey, it's not an unjustified question. Those guys are making money off of American policy all the time. So if daddy puts oil off you know, the shelf, uh, you know, domestic oil off the shelf, and starts buying it from all these other companies, those other companies are going to see their stock rise. So if crackhead kid or or if or drunk hubby got the money in those sites or in it with those companies, they're they're going to do okay. I don't know. Just to, hey, I'm, I'm just throwing stuff out there. Could be. All right, I want to tell you about Apple Pest Control. Stan Goodson. Uh, Twenty years ago, when Nancy and I bought the house that we're in now, we were looking for a pest control company and called up Apple Pest Control and said, "Hey, can you guys come out and give us an estimate and look around, and see what you can do." They were so efficient and so great. The very first time they came to the warehouse, well, for 20 years they've been doing it for us. <laughs> and they're just a delight to have around. They had the same guy year after year uh, come out. That was Steve, and he would come and just treat and be nice and friendly. And we didn't even have to worry about him walking throughout the house on his own, you know, just see you, you know, go do what you got to do. I think there were a couple times they treated and we were gone. I mean, that's how much I trust them. I trust Apple Pest Control explicitly with everything that has to do with my house. And that's keeping the pests away and keeping the rodents gone and all those kind of things that they can do for you, too. And Apple Pest Control will not make you sign a contract. They want to earn your business with every treatment. So you don't have to get married to them for a quarter like the big guys make you do. Nah. Apple's a local company. Stan Goodson and his family. And they're ready to take care of you, too. That's Apple Pest Control. 210-695-8946. what I put on my oatmeal in the mornings is brown sugar. <laughs> oh, that's not what he's talking about. He's talking about something else. In this. Oh, I got you. Uh, 637 now, Trey Ware, 210-599-5555. The news headlines, and as I go through these headlines, you want to comment on any of it, uh, feel free, man. The phones, we keep them open. Um, so um, this football thing with the youth football and all that and the brother of the NFL players being sought in this case and so on. If uh, if they find him, and when they find him, because uh, I think it's probably when, not if, but when they find him, and if they convict him, if he's guilty of this crime, of killing this football coach, this youth football coach, uh, one appeal, that's it, not 20 years of appeal, one immediate appeal to try to prove his case needs to be overturned, and if he loses that appeal, you execute him. Give him the death penalty, you execute him. You have got to we this is this foolishness that goes on at these youth uh, athletic events has got to stop, and it's resulted in the death of a football coach, and it's it's absolute lunacy that this happens. Uh, I've been it, it, you know the victim of this kind of thing, being a youth football coach back in the day. Not obviously not you know death 
death stuff. But I'm talking about just harassing and haranguing and, and problem causing and everything else. Calling you every name in the book. Uh, and I just, we, you got to stop it. And you got to speak loudly. Walk softly and carry a big stick, as Teddy Roosevelt said, and carry that big stick and wall up somebody who does this and put them back in their place. All right, so um, an Atlantic op-ed claiming that the Catholic rosary has become an extremist symbol. Basically, this guy is claiming in this uh, op-ed that someone holding a rosary is <gasps> evil because they're pro-lifer, grr. Eh, he may even have a gun. He may even have an AR-15. He's got a Catholic rosary. And, and, and you know what those Catholics do? They idealize the traditional patriarchal family. Oh, my God. Don't you know this is 2022? Men need to be emasculated and made wimps. We can't, we can't honor the patriarchal family. No. Uh, this guy, his name is Daniel Pennington, and who wrote this. And I just want to say something about the Atlantic. If you believe one thing that they write, I got, man, I got I to gotta pray for you. Uh, the owner is Loreen Powell jobs name ring a bell yeah she's the widow of steve jobs she's worth about 20 billion dollars she owns the atlantic she is an extremist on the left an extremist socialist on the left and she uses that magazine as uh, to push extreme left-wing views spaghetti sauce under threat as water crisis slams tomatoes in california they are the world's leader in production of processing tomatoes Right, it gets canned and he's used for spaghetti sauce, and now there's a big shortage because they don't have any rain, they say. Uh, actually, it's not the rain so much as it is their water restrictions that they have in California. You know who owns California and who sets pu- public policy in California. It's the, it's the Green New Steel extremists. So the farmers can't get the water to be able to uh, water the tomatoes, and tomatoes need water in order to grow. You could not pay me enough to live in California. Somebody tried that once, and they threw a lot of money at me to go to L.A. and do this. No way. And they did. They opened up checkbook. I said, nope, not interested, thanks. CBS Mornings co-host Nate Burleson is introducing a study talking about climate change being the reason for the rising or raising of childhood obesity. (laughs) arguing that climate change, specifically warmer temperatures, making our children more inactive and more obese. Bertelsen saying in a study found that children 30% less aerobically fit than their parents and claimed that hotter temperatures preventing kids from exercising outside. Ah, bullcrap. <laughs> kids aren't exercising outside because they've got games to play. They got television to watch. Well, they don't really tell them. They got social social media that they got to be on. They got to be making a TikTok video. They can't be outside running around climbing trees and riding bicycles. You know who the number one buyer of bicycles is these days? Adults. Adults. Why? Because we all grew up on a bicycle. I'm going to tell you right now. All of us had bicycles back then. Do kids today have bicycles? No, no. We all had them, and that's why we buy them today. And, and, and adults buy bicycles in the tens of thousands every year. Kiddos, nah, you're not going to find me on a Huffy. You're going to find me playing at the computer or making a TikTok video. You know who I do see playing on bikes are the military kids. Well, there you go. That's, that's, that, that makes sense. That's who I see around the sure. Randolph area. Spray de corps and a little bit of, uh, you know, uh, discipline, yeah. probably. Dad saying, get out of the house, yeah. go play. Well, see, that was, that was our rule. When I came home at 3.30, I would walk home from East Terrell Hills Elementary down to the house, right around the corner here, and I'd get home at 3.35. And Mom would say, see ya, and don't come home till the porch light is on. Get out. Climb a tree, ride your bike, run around. I don't care, but you're not going to sit in this house watching Captain Gus. Get. Get out. And that's what we did. And during the summer, we did it all day long. During the summer, we'd leave the house about 7 a.m., wouldn't come home till about 9 p.m. Or we were working at the racetrack or, you know, whatever. But that's what we need more of. All right, Jacob, you're on KTSA. Good morning to you. Uh, yes, sir. Hey, love the show. Um, and I'll be brief. Um I just wanted to point out, and nobody's saying this, that I just wonder 
if the president of Ukraine and Vladimir Putin and Biden are all in it together, Biden's got to pay off Ukraine for Hunter's shady deals, and and, and uh, Putin's probably in the middle of that somewhere. And it just seemed like a theory to me, and seemed like a pertinent one, you know. Yep. Could be. Thank you, Jacob. Appreciate it very much. Uh, the, the tentacles of their deals reach far and wide and deep in all kinds of different areas. Yeah, yeah he did. Uh, 210-599-5555. Carl Eggers coming up and uh, our morning uh, stuff that's going on with the market and all that. He's going to talk about that. I want to tell you about Window World. Windows, Window World. They are the company that's got the best when it comes to replacement windows for your home. Window World windows not only look fantastic, they really do, but they're energy efficient. I had a neighbor ask me about that a couple of days ago. He said, really? Are, are, are they as energy efficient as, as I think they are? Said, Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, uh, we, we, we know that we're saving money. We're paying about the same, but we know we're saving money and there's more energy efficient because they went up on, you know, CPS went up on their rates. So I didn't have to, we, Nancy and I aren't paying their rate increase. And that great. We're not paying their rate increase. Because we got these windows from Window World in there this year. Many color options to choose from. You got certified master installers going to put them in and the best warranties in the business. And Martin Bomba, a name that means integrity in San Antonio, standing behind every, well, standing on every Window World window. Get a free in home estimate today. Do what we did and take a look at these Window World windows. 210 767 0995. Dave Rams. Ray Ware appear courtesy of the Stevens Roofing Newsmaker Hotline. The stock market headed broadly lower. Both the Dow and the Nasdaq down. Retail stocks have fallen. Broadly lower today. we got a market adjustment. It's earning money the hard way. And that's the bottom line. Big week for earnings reports. Let's go over to the Stevens Roofing Newsmaker Hotline from CreatingRicherLives.com. Carl Eggers is here. It is going to be a big week, huh? It's going to be a big week. You know, we've had uh, four straight weeks of gains for the stock market. And, you know, it's interesting, Trey. We've actually had a bounce now where the stock market has regained more than half of the money or the the losses that we had, you know, earlier this year. So when you have that type of bounce, most people say rarely do you, do you continue to fall again. In other words, is the bear market over? Uh, I will caution people, though, that, you know, normally some of your biggest rallies happen in bear markets. And so we're not necessarily out of the woods. We did see inflation, another good report last week, not only – for consumers, but but the the companies, what they pay for their goods and services, those fell as well. So we're seeing inflation start to tick down. You're continuing to see oil fall, which is helping consumers. So generally speaking, I think Wall Street's getting a little more comfortable saying, is the worst behind us with inflation? And companies, like you said, with earnings, they're still holding in there okay. And so it may be, it may be the worst is behind us. So you're seeing a, a pretty pretty good bounce for the stock market. Uh, we have this new piece of legislation the Democrats passed on uh, Friday without any Republican help. $700 billion in new spending, $400 billion going to the Green New Steel, as I like to call it. Uh, 87,000 uh, new IRS agents who will be armed with $80 billion to come out, you know, come after uh, citizens of the country uh, on tax purposes, uh, et cetera. So how does that play into all this? Does it, is it even a factor? You know, the, I, I don't think it is. I mean, and, and what I mean by that is certainly the, this, this Green New Deal, which is really what it is, in my estimation, is inflationary, which is very ironic that they, of course, call it the Inflation Reduction Act. I think it's inflationary, but in terms of the stock market in the short term here, I don't think it has an impact because of the fact that it's not being implemented you know, today. And so the market's much more concerned about inflation and, and the fact that it's coming down. But, you know, we, we do need to be doing things that continue to help a recovery and help prevent us to go into a, a recession or a deeper recession. And we're not getting that. Um, and so there's still an uphill, uphill uh, you know, battle to climb here. So when we look at the inflation and easing off uh, just a little bit, you know, not much, but uh, pr- primarily in gas prices, uh, that is because yeah. people aren't driving as much as they're used to and took a lot of time off this summer not going on family vacations and things. In other words, demand is down for oil and gas right now. So uh, are, are we in this recession right now? I mean, we've had two quarters down, and that would be uh, you know, the traditional thing of a, of a recession. And just how bad do we expect the recession to get? Well, I, I, you know, we, we could be in a recession. I mean, <clears throat> yes, the, the typical definition, as we know, two negative quarters of GDP in a row. We've had that. 
So we could be in a recession. I think what's interesting is people think back to 2008, the Great Recession. You know, that's a very big difference between a typical recession and what we saw in 2008. So we could be in a recession. The market could have already priced that in, which is why it fell 20% in the first part of the year. But if it's a typical recession, you know, the stock market may be rallying exactly at the time that they actually declare it officially a recession. So, again, markets, this is really important for listeners to understand. Markets and, and Wall Street always looks forward three to six months from now. So what they're telling you right now is we may be seeing some improvement three to six months from now, and that's why the stock market's rallying today. Got it. Carl Eggers from CreatingRicherLives.com joins us every Monday at this time. Thank you, Carl. We'll talk again next week. Have a good week. 655, Trey Ware, KTSA, coming up at 7. It's Ware and Rima. Sean Rima will join me. We're going to talk more about uh, here we are a week later. Still no word, official word, from anybody in the Department of Justice or the FBI about what Donald Trump did to deserve a raid. They have yet to explain it. All Merrick Garland did last Thursday was come out and say, I personally approved it. But what were you approving it based on? I mean, uh, what, what exactly is Donald Trump guilty of in your mind? Why raid his home? Now, this is not some Joe Schmo out there. This is the former president of the United States that has 75 million supporters, give or take. So, yeah, an explanation is deserved. An explanation should be demanded. Um, Now, we wake up this morning and we hear that the FBI is concerned about the health of FBI agents and uh, those in the upper echelon. They're concerned about dirty bombs. They're concerned about domestic terrorism. And, of course, I wholeheartedly, one million percent, stand against any violence at all. That's not the way to handle this. The way to handle it is to show up in November. Remember in November and show up in such incredible numbers that they can't cheat it. They can't steal it. They can't do anything other than accept it. What you need to do is put every Democrat who is up for election this year in the bread food line. Have them out going and looking for gainful employment somewhere. Make sure none of them are re-elected. Uh, You've got to turn out that way. But as far as who lit the match on anything that's being fired up around here, oh, make no mistake, it's Joe Biden. Joe Biden, they've been poking the bear. Joe Biden and his people have done everything they can to trash half the country, 75 million plus. They've done everything they can, call them white supremacists. They've been calling them uh, every name of domestic terrorists. They've sicked the FBI on parents going to school board meetings. They opened up the border. They forced people out of their careers. Some of them had very long careers. They forced them out of their careers to take a vax. It's not really a vax. And he has yet to say a kind word about the previous administration. In fact, he detests the previous administration and the administration's followers. So if anybody has lit a match, if anybody's excited anything, and this latest thing of sicking them on Donald Trump down in Mar-a-Lago, it's Joe Biden and the Democrats who have done it. So violence is not the way you deal with this. You show up in November in incredible numbers and really disemploy, making up a word, put every Democrat that's up for election this year in the unemployment line. Wearing Ryman next, KTSA. The-